911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. If you haven't already, go and check out last, or I'm sorry, this Wednesday's episode where Clint and I talk about the Tribe of Buyers event that really started to transform and change our entire lives, not only on a personal level, but also when it comes to the outreach that we're able to have with our business. And in today's episode, as promised, Clint and I are going to share with you why we handed $25,000 over to a complete stranger. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I want to step back to when Leo Warriors was born. And at the time, I had a coach, we can call him a mentor, great guy, but to make a long story short, I didn't have him in my corner the way that promises were made. And I didn't know what I was doing when it came to not only business, but essentially this podcast. And it's been quite a struggle for us to figure things out and to know what we're supposed to do in order to take this to the next level so that we can make the impact that we know we need to make. And during the Tribe of Buyers event, Clint and I started to gain some incredible clarity around what our messaging is. It took a year for us to finally nail it down. And that message is that it is our mission to crush the mental health stigma that surrounded around the profession of first responders, military service members, and their families. Non-negotiable. I feel it in my chest when I say that. I can see a smile on Clint's face when I say that. We know that's the direction we're going in. We know how beneficial this is. And we know that there are, are a lot of fucking lives that we can save through our coaching platform. But we didn't know how to do it. We needed help. We need guidance from people who have done the same thing, be it not in the same niche, not in the same genre, because this hasn't been done before. We don't know anybody that has done it the exact way that we're laying it out. So just like going to the lumber yard and getting all the right measurements, we need to know how to build the foundation. And in saying that, having such clarity during the Tribe of Buyers event really allowed us to understand the fact that we can't do this alone and we have to lean on people in order to make this successful. That clarity that we found during it, it's, I wasn't, I would would have been the last one to tell you I would be so clear on what our true mission is. And once I had that for myself, we just snowballed ideas. And it wasn't anything about, oh, we need to do this because of this reason or this reason. It was just, we're tired of seeing so many officers commit suicide. So many military service members doing the same. And we needed to be that change. And on our platforms, we're so used to seeing and being as supportive as we can for the people when they reach out and they have complaints. And I hate to break it to you, but your complaints are not unique. These complaints are so repetitious, almost down to the same exact words that we're hearing over and over and over again. There are people that have outreached to to us and expressed the fact that it's nearly impossible to ask for help or to admit that they might even need some help because there's such a high stigma associated around that. And that boils my blood. It truly does. And they're absolutely right. 
if you were to say, I think I need to talk to somebody, and you express that to your admin, or you express that to your coworkers, what do you think is going to happen? First of all, the stigma that exists is already going to create shame for you to have voiced your own concerns in the first place. And second of all, you're going to have this silent shadow that's weighing on you based on whoever you told it to. What if they fill in the blank? And as soon as you said that, I had a picture of an officer going to their admin or someone within authority at their agency and just having a big red stamp placed on their forehead says damaged goods. And that title's there forever now. And that's not just you saying that. And we hear so many people that have expressed that same exact truth. And that's a truth that exists nationwide, worldwide. And that's because there's not systems in place that truly make it a confidential space for a first responder military service member to be, or even a first responder spouse. Could you imagine, Clint, me going to your department and saying, listen, my husband's going through some shit. This is how it's impacting me. Can you help me? They would ostracize you, they would ostracize me, and then it would go down this little high school chain of, you know, the, the telephone chain, and it would it would result in something that would make it more catastrophic than it is just to hold it in in the first place. And that's what's scary. That fear that, that this could happen is what prevents so many officers, first responders, military service members, and their families to really seek that desired help. And so in gaining such clarity at this event and understanding that, okay, so we did our our certification training at the Human Potential Institute. We know that we are coaches. We've coached so many people now. We know how impactful it is. In the rules, it is only written that we have to we have to express our concern verbally or written to somebody of authority if our client or potential client says to us that they threaten to hurt themselves or hurt someone else. So what does that mean on the backside of things for us? Well, for our clients, we have great news for you. That means that there is no trail of medical records that are required under most HIPAA laws, at least in the United States, that will follow you around for the rest of your life. And I say that because I've had so many, mostly officers, reach out talking about how if something were to happen to them, let's say that they do seek counsel and it's in a clinical setting, and even if they're not prescribed medication, there is still documentation and that officer ends up getting into an officer-involved shooting, let's say, what do you think those attorneys are going to do? They're going to dig as deep as they can into that officer's history and absolutely into their medical history and summon every record that they can. But what if there is no record that exists? There's nothing there. You don't have to have that fear or that worry at all. And that's exactly our point in this is to not keep those records, to keep going down the route of self-improvement and just healing and completely changing our mindset. Instead of looking at PTSD as a, a label, it's an injury. Just like if you were to break your arm on duty, you're not labeled if you break your arm. PTSD is the same, same thing. For sure. And so the reason I laid that all out the way that I did was because at the end of the events, it was actually the end of day two, there came a point to where the sale was made. And to sum it up, it was pretty much like, okay, we can take you no matter where you're at in your business, and we can not only allow you to monetize in the way that you want to, 
But most importantly, we can allow you to have the outreach and the impact that you need. And Grant works with Andrew. We were so fortunate to have him as like our liaison into the whole program. And he had shared with me that his uncle had actually committed suicide and he was a military service member. And that struck me with such emotion. And it was probably because of the clarity we had gained during the event. And I'm just like, yes, this is like, it was just another like, go, Ashley, like run. What are you waiting for? And imagine if you could have a program in our situation to where somebody would hand walk you through step by step, no matter where you're at, and fully investigate and stand by your side to push you and to show you the way to be as successful and make the impact that you want so that you can touch as many lives and build a legacy around whatever it was that you're creating. It was a no-brainer. I handed over, well, I shouldn't say me, sorry, Clint. We (laughs) handed over $25,000 to Andrew Cruzy before we had even met the guy. And that makes me laugh because the last day, right before Ashley and I were walking out, we just- Literally before we stepped out and said goodbye. He just happened to cross paths with us. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't had the chance to meet you guys yet. And we just started talking and it it was funny how that happened. Yeah, and Clint and I have never felt so good about a purchase like that. There's always that buyer's remorse that comes into play when you're, you're shoveling over that kind of money, like purchasing a car, for example, and every single time I, and we, and admittedly have had a lot of vehicle purchases, I've always had that, did I make the right decision in the back of my mind? And with this, there was no, there was none of that. And it's because it's not about me. It's not about us. It's that excitement to truly know we can help so many people. And I hope as you listen to this, that there's been some peace because I know that somewhere along your journey, if you're not there in this very moment, that there's something that's holding you back. And maybe it's for making a huge decision like we did. And maybe it's just asking for help and reaching out to somebody. I want you to know that wherever you're at, whatever place you think you might be in, and whatever place you're in that thinks that you think is impossible for you to get out of, it is possible. And it's only possible if you're allowed to open yourself up and to explore the different options that are available to you because there are resources that are available. Get curious. Start questioning everything and start questioning everyone. And when you're able to do that, a brand new world opens up for you. And that's truly how you're able to enjoy your tactical living.